This week on Dueling Review, it is Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land, number one, from Dark Horse Comics. Stranded on a strange island after a mishap on their way to a South American dig site, Hellboy and Professor Brutenholm are confronted by all manner of monsters. But even when the stranger who rescues them turns out to be one of Hellboy's heroes, they aren't as safe as they think they are. I am super excited about Young Hellboy. I don't know why, uh, maybe because the only times that we've seen Young Hellboy in the past has been on his adventures for pancakes. The pancake adventure. Uh, So I'm always down for some more Hellboy adventure. And now, thanks to Dark Horse, Mike Mignola, and uh, I forget the other the the main uh, the other writer on here, uh, Thomas Snagoski. Uh, we get that adventure of Young Hellboy. Not only just Young Hellboy, but Indiana Jones Young Hellboy. Young Hell Jones. Yes. I, I, were you disappointed that the issue didn't start out with a really aged Hellboy sitting in a museum and some kid runs up to him and go, Are you really Hellboy? Oh, yes. Let me tell you about the time when I was a young lad in 1947 flying an airplane in South America. And then we fade and dissolve to the start of this story and the religious zealot on the plane who wants to, uh, who wants to send to Hellboy kill. back to hell. Yeah, basically he's trying to kill Hellboy for religious purposes. And uh, no, I wasn't bothered by the not having that opening. Oh, because again, young Indiana Jones Chronicles, not necessarily the touchstone for me that it is for you. <laughs> I only but like I was a little was a disappointed that we everything. didn't get to see, you know, little Reggie and little Jughead hanging around with him yeah. at Pop's Chocolate Shop. I'm sure that'll happen. At, I'm sure that'll happen at some point. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, Dr. Broom and Hellboy... Uh, wind up on a mysterious island full of giant crabs and giant monkeys and dinosaurs and bikini women. Not just any bikini woman. Scarlet Santiago, the sky devil. Yeah, that used to be me. Oh, and quicksand. Don't forget quicksand. Quicksand is good. I like the raptors. I looked at those and I'm like, oh, wait, is that Dr. Dinosaur? No way. Yeah, no, for, for a minute, that was the same thing that I was uh, thinking, too. So uh, for anybody out there who also thought Dr. Dinosaur and uh, Mr. Mignola, if you're listening and don't know who Dr. Dinosaur is, uh, please go see The Incredible Adventures of Atomic Robo. Um, eh, I think Atomic Robo and Hellboy kind of, uh, they, they have an interreaction. You know, it's hard to read Atomic Robo and not see oh, yeah, the sure. love of Hellboy in it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that for me, the the joy of this is the fact that they're doing this young whomever shtick. And they're not doing it ironically because, I mean, 1950s, 1960s, you would see this all the time. The adventures of Superboy, the adventures of Little Archie. You'd see the younger version in a cartoon. And it's something that's kind of almost a discredited trope now. But this issue plays it completely straightforward. Oh, I think that's I think it's meant to be that way. I don't think it's meant to be a funny haha series. I mean, it could be. I mean, there's funny moments in here. But I would I would be worried that that when I saw a young Hellboy, that was my worry. Was oh, you were thinking of like something silly or it you was thought gonna it was going to be like, oh, yeah, Teen Titans or whatever it was. Or Teen Titans Go or I thought it might be just an endless series of pancake jokes, which yeah. in its own way, I think would be equally disappointing. What we get here, first of all, is an artist who's very different from Mignola, but yeah, yeah, yeah. still the same vibe. 
I guess Russo's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get glowy, glowy gorilla eyes. You get the religious yeah. zealot guy at the end who's got blue, uh, glowy eyes being uh, drawn into a temple and and probably going to cause more trouble for our heroes down the road. Yeah, no, it's it's got all the spooky. It, what, it, what it's missing, and, you know, Dave Stewart has done the coloring on Hellboy books for as long as I can remember. He may be the original colorist on Hellboy. What this oh. one has is a lot more bright colors than yes. what you normally find in a Hellboy story. And I think had they gone uh, with more contrast and Stewart had used darker colors, we might feel like it's trying to be more of a Hellboy, uh, you know, a, um, an adult Hellboy story. But I think by making the colors brighter and, and removing a lot of the hard contrast in the image, it makes it feel young and fresh. You know, it makes it feel like this would be how a kid's adventure would be, but instead of a traditional kid's adventure like you're talking about, it's got some dark spooky bits to it. Yeah, it feels like it's trying to evoke honestly and earnestly Little Archie. Not necessarily Mm. in in its tone or what it's showing us, but that idea of you know a young version of a character that we already know allowing us to explore things that we couldn't. I mean, Hellboy is dead. Hellboy is now dead and in hell. No, he's and back. He got no, he's resurrected. Dead. He's dead. And, you know, nobody ever comes back from hell. Nobody in comics is ever allowed to be resurrected. And so with Hellboy being dead, this is one of the areas that we haven't really explored of his life. And I love just the concept here, especially the part at the beginning where they're on the plane and young Hellboy is doing that young kid thing. I wonder what would happen. Have you ever lit a mummy on fire? Oh, no, I like the really stink. I think there are the beginning part. Yeah, no, the whole beginning part, his whole uh, from the moment we see him, he's a nonstop chatterbox about how, uh, you know, his favorite hero, Lobster Johnson, of course, gets a mention and Aztec mummies and all this stuff. And he's just going on and on and on until he's like, hey, professor, that guy over there is looking at me creepy. And then just like, yep. die, 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 boom, boom, boom. And then uh, the plane goes down and then it's all monsters and mayhem till the end of yep. the issue, which young Hellboy lands the plane, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Um, so one of the things that is rather interesting about this, and I don't I honestly don't think that this is a comic targeted towards kids. Um, you know, it doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel like it's supposed to be that way. Um, but the way that the artist is doing everything here, um, uh, Craig Rousseau, it feels like a kid's kind of comic because in other books we would have fewer, uh, we would have a lot more panels on the page. We'd have a Mm -hmm. lot, you know, more detail and stuff. And this is for the most part, there are no more than, I don't think there is a six page, the six panel page in this entire issue. Most of it is five or four or three in this yep. in this story. And well, I take that back. There's one where they're in the boat and hugging. That is, um, no, that one's five panels That's as well. A five panel too. Yeah, it's yeah. just got a broad panel at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So it's it 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 follows a very big format, like something you would want to a kid to be able to dive into and study and and get in a little bit more. So I, I really dig it uh, for that reason. And then, of course, it uses a lot of just primary colors, red, oranges, blues, greens. And yep. that's and that's your that's your palette for this tale. And I really kind of dig it uh, just from that. Um, and so I really I mean, this is if you're if you're thinking you want traditional Hellboy, that's not what this book is. But it's also that's what this book is. Right. This is. This is basically what an all-ages version of Hellboy looks like 
kind of slid down the scale for the point where Hellboy exists to your standard comics. So like if you say, you know, your regular comic book is a five and little Archie is a two, but Hellboy is a six. This book is kind of an almost all ages version of Hellboy, but it's still Hellboy. Yeah. There's still a man trying to murder our, our baby protagonist. There's still explosions and things being eaten and gouts of blood here and there. And I kind of like that. I really enjoy the fact that it, it embraces that more open art style. It embraces a color palette. Russo doesn't feel the need to maintain Mike Mignola proportions, but they, it's still clearly the same reality. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. characters have that same construction. It doesn't necessarily have the heavy shadows that we expect from, you know, Mike as well, or, you know, some of the guys who work with Mike on the book and do, Art. Yeah, there's a lot of artists that I mean, Mignola doesn't yeah. do all the art in his in his books. There's a whole yeah. bevy of of people that uh, do a pretty good and sometimes better um, <laughs> Mike Mignola than than Mike, uh, at least, you know, and again, I like Mignola's artwork a lot, uh, but mm -hmm. sometimes he gets a little scratchy for my taste. And so sometimes it's a little harder to make some of the stuff out. But right. um, still, he's if I could have a Mike Mignola original art piece, I'd I'd definitely uh, take one. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's definitely up there in one of my favorite artist category. But I, I really I really like what Rousseau is doing here. I, I really like the the scale that he's presenting uh, the adventure in. And I think Dave Stewart, I mean, he's he's just one of the great colorists. Uh, and, and really, if you want to pay attention to coloring, just go and track down everything Dave Stewart has done as far as colors. And he's done a lot of stuff. And you'll just see how great he is. In, just read every comic book ever made. You know? Well, he... But he does a lot of them. I, I couldn't tell you how many he's uh, currently doing. I think he was doing something recently over at Marvel or DC, if I remember correctly. So, um, you know, he he stays busy. The right. Only you know, in addition to singing with Annie Lennox in Eurythmics. Yes. The only thing that I I thought that, and again, probably because of the bigger panel size and the limited number of panels per page, this mm -hmm. read very, very quickly to me. And so when I got to the end, I was kind of like, this is it? Even though when you go back and reread it and you look at it again and again, there's a lot going on. I mean, they're running from from uh, crazed apes. They're running from dinosaurs, quicksand pits, you know, crab monsters, you know, all this stuff. There is so much that just goes on in this in this book. But by the end, I think my biggest disappointment was it felt too short. And this is only a four issue miniseries. So right. if the subsequent issues have the same kind of layouts this is going to be a very fast trade for someone to get through i mean this is something you could probably get through in 20 minutes as a trade possibly i'm not i'm not necessarily disagreeing but i'm i don't necessarily also see that as a downside i mean i got to the end of this and i was like wow that was a brisk little read but i didn't feel necessarily like i didn't get my money's worth out of it it just felt well, like I mean, we got a we got a free review copy. So I would well, think that, you know, so, no, I'm not saying that I'm, I, I said that if there was a disappointment, it was that it felt like it was too short, like it read too quickly. It feels a little bit like the storytelling equivalent of Hellboy's motor mouth, because you mm -hmm. get a lot of stuff in it, but it moves quickly and it's fast and it's fun and it's, oh, my gosh, now we're crashing a plane. Oh my gosh, now there's, you know, King Kong. Oh my gosh, now there's Godzilla. And we're going through all of that so quickly, you get to the end and you feel like, wow, that read really fast. But when you go back and actually break it down, 
there's a lot of things happening in the issue and a lot of things that remain, you know, unexplained at the end. So I feel like for me, I, I share your feeling that it read really quickly, but I didn't necessarily feel like that made it short. I felt like that made it just really quickly paced. And I, you know, if, if something takes 15, 20 minutes to read and it's really, really satisfying at the end, I'm sort of fine with that. But then I also, you know, read too fast anyway. Yeah, I just uh, I just wish this wasn't a three ninety nine book. I, I I really wish it was two ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, you, from now on, everybody just assume that if it's more than two ninety nine on the cover price, Stephen thinks that you're paying too much for the comic. Why That's... don't we just record you saying this book should be two ninety nine and append it to yeah. the open every week? You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I enjoy this a lot. Uh, I will be buying this in a collected trade when it comes out. I will be mm-hmm. reading the subsequent issues. If um, um, now I forgot his name, if Super Dave will send them our way uh, for review purposes, I will definitely dive into this uh, each and every time that this comes out and definitely will be buying the physical copy in trade form when it arrives. And I would recommend that a lot of other people do the same thing as well. My hope is, and I think that this one sold really well uh, just based on some some little tidbits I saw floating around. My hope is that this becomes an ongoing series in addition to BPRD and the other Hellboy stuff that, that they're, that they're doing uh, right now. Yeah. Um, But I, but I'm really hoping that this becomes an ongoing series of mini series. That would be nice. Um, And I feel like your young Indiana Jones comparison you know, while something that you make well, to be all honest, the time to be honest, is a the, good one though because the, I think that's a good model. Yeah, the young I Indiana like Jones that's a model comic for books. ongoing stuff. Yeah, the young Indiana Jones comic book series, um, which was also at Dark Horse Comics years ago, uh, never had. I don't. I don't think ever had Old Man Indiana Jones in it in the beginning and end. I think it was just like um, narrator box going, oh, back in you know twenty seven. Or 17 or whenever, when he went to World War II, these are the adventures that I had, and they'd have some crazy adventure at that time. Um, but I Back don't remember. Back in 1919, I had just cut myself shaving. Yeah, I don't remember if they ever had Old Man Jones in in those. Uh, but anyway, I, I dig this. I hope that this is something that a lot of people will go out and check out. And I hope that a lot of people will uh, consider adding this to their pull list at their local comic book store in the in the months ahead. So for me, big thumbs up. I loved it just from the cover alone, so it was getting a thumbs up just for the cover, uh, but I think <laughs> everyone else should go and read it as well. Uh, it looks like Omega Lazarus also read the book this week and said this was a very good book. So there yep. you go. I would say that one of the one of the opinions that always kind of makes me a comic book heretic along with uh, the Legends of the Dark Knight being a little bit overrated, is the fact that I'm just kind of a casual appreciator of Hellboy. I don't necessarily feel the need to rush out into buying Frenzy for most Hellboy books. I love them when we read them, and I feel like they're really, really well done, and Mignola has, has created a world that's just stunning. But I don't necessarily think that I need to go and grab it all and read it all. Whereas this issue kind of gave me the feeling that I want the whole series. I want all four issues of young Hellboy and I want to read it and I want to enjoy it. And I want to see, you know, little Hellboy getting involved in stuff and fighting ninja mummies and going through 
not necessarily silly, but kind of lighter hearted, more mm-hmm. colorful adventures mm-hmm. than we see from elder Hellboy. Well, and I'm down for that. And I want yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. And I feel like I agree with you. I'd like to see more of it. And I'd like to see young Hellboy become a thing where maybe every year it's like, oh, and here's this weird thing that happened. Because he's the kind of character who can get away with that in ways that, you know, necess- maybe Archie shouldn't have. Because, you know, he didn't live in Riverdale at the beginning. I, I um Continuity problem. I think that this is going to get dark. You but think? I don't, yeah, I mean, when you so number one, when you see uh, dinosaurs chomping down and blood shooting out, and then when you see glowy eye uh, zealot going into the uh, into the cave at the end, you know something is going on. Yeah, but you can still keep that light. And oh fun yeah, and I mean, I'm, I I think you can, but I th- I think it's gonna get, I think it's gonna be a darker, darker tale going forward. Now, not like adult Hellboy dark, but you know, young Hellboy dark. You know, where a zealot's trying to stab him and he blows uh, the two pilots of the plane, uh, holes right uh, through uh, him, uh, tries to stab Hellboy uh, with uh, with a knife and then it right, shatters falls, on his right hand of doom. He falls into the boxcar and is, is exposed to snakes and that's why he uh, hates snakes. Snakes, I hate Where his entire sand. adult personality is formed in wouldn't one that, afternoon. Wouldn't that be funny if, you know, the, the famous panel of, he's got a gun! And then it's the monkey firing the gun from uh, the Hellboy uh, books. If uh, Hellboy's uh, distaste for monkeys came from being on the hidden hidden land, <laughs> that I would be down for, how, especially if it's narrated by Harrison Ford. Yeah. Speaking of uh, down for, how did we get down to reading this book this week, Matthew? Oh, you down to be down to be down to be down down down. What we do, Stephen and I, every single Thursday night, except when we don't want to or we're sick, we come together. We talk to people on our Discord, and those people and other people like them go to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, and they see a list, a list of comic books. Like, if they were looking for one right now, it might say comic books for February 24th, 2021. Yeah. And they look at that list, and they said, we want to see these goobers talk about this comic. Yep. And it doesn't, you don't have, it's not just our Discord. It's anybody listening right now can go to patreon.com slash major spoilers and cast their vote. They're cool. Uh, the Discord people, I think, have all, all already voted. Is my guess yeah, based have. on based on what the early voting is? Yes, Marshall, we are talking about you. <laughs> uh, but coming out next week from DC Comics, we have uh, Batman issue two hundred six. Uh, Batman uh, White Knight presents Harley Quinn number five. I love. We Earth also Cop. have uh, Future State Legion of Superheroes number two. We have Future State Aquaman number two. We also have Generations Forged. Uh, number one, so that is the the new generations book that uh, DC is putting out. Nine ninety nine is that one. So get your prestige right there. Uh, then also Nubia Real One comes out. There's a trade paperback of that for twelve ninety nine. And Teen Titans Volume Four Robin No More comes out next week from DC Comics. Over on Boom Studios, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer Faith Number One. We only find them when they're dead. One through five get multiple printings, reprintings. Um, issue number six, I think just came out, um, recently or is coming up. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Dark Horse Comics next week has Crimson Flower number two, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy number six, the final issue of that. And Tales from the Umbrella Academy, You Look Like Death number six, the final issue there as well. Dynamite Entertainment has Betty Page number uh, four and five in those $50, um, uh, variant virgin covers if you want those. Uh, Red Sonja number 24 arrives next week, as does Vengeance of Vampirilla number 15. 
IDW Publishing next week has From Hell, the Master's Edition hardcover for 50 bucks. Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition. Holy cow. If you guys love uh, Jim Lee's work in X-Men, if you don't know what an artist edition is, it is a book that is the size of the original comic book page that Jim Lee would have drawn. And depending on how they do it, I don't know specifically about this one, but they will show all the corrections. Like if there was a little whiteout area or they needed to redo words and they had to paste in a word balloon, they'll show that in there. You can see it as a recoloration. If you want to get your hands on that uh, and you're a Jim Lee fan, 150 bucks for that, but still totally worth it with those artist editions from IDW Publishing. Also, Transformers Hardcover Volume 3 All Fall Down uh, gets a $50 uh, release next week. Image Comics has crossover number four. Image Comics has crossover number four. Department of Truth number six. Ice Cream Man number 23. Rain Like Hammers number two. Spawn 315. Stray Dogs number one. And Two Moons number one. Uh, Marvel Comics has Black Cat number three. Captain Marvel 26. King in Black. Planet of the Symbiotes number three. Uh, the Maestro. War and Pax number two. Marvel's Voices Legacy number one. I think a lot of people are going to get a kick out of that. Also, we have uh, Spider-Man, I'm sorry, Symbiote Spider-Man King in Black number four, Warhammer 40K, Marnius Calgar number five, the final issue of that, and X-Men number 18. In all the rest category, oh, Matthew, Matthew, Whoa. here you go, cross mm. plus, plus 100 Mimic, one through three, or I'm sorry, one through five comes out next week. Crossed plus 100 Mimic. You love the Mimic. He's one of your favorite characters of all time. Oh, I think I know what Matthew's going to be reviewing next week. Also, Edgar Allan Poe's Something Smith else. of Blood, number five. Uh, Grim Fairy Tales, number 45. Helena Ra uh, Ravening or Ravening, number one. I think uh, it could be the Rave. It's a Rave. Are you done? Am I? <laughs> Moon Maid, Three Keys, number one. <laughs> Ninjas and Robots, number four. Robin Hood, Iron Maiden, number two. And then Uber, uh, issues zero through 27. The Blitzkrieg, wow. the Blitzkrieg variant, mature readers. Uh, starting variant for the zero issue is $8.99. The rest are all $5.99. Um, remember, if you're paying more than $2.99 for your comics, you pay too much. Anyway, Uber is a really fascinating book about driving a Toyota Prius for money. Anyway, listeners, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Let us know what you want to review. Now, I'm going to tell both the Discord peeps and the people who are listening uh, who may have been listening uh, after they cast their vote. A lot of people jumped on. Let me find the, the actual title of this book. It's called uh, Dr. Uh, Devious's what is it said? Forbidden surgeries of the hideous doctor of Divinus. <laughs> and I would of, say Divinus myself. But a lot of people jumped on this book and was like, "Oh yeah, this this sounds great." And I've I've seen some previews pages of it. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Problem is, this is from a super small indie publisher. Number one. Yep. So me being able to reach out to them uh, is probably going to be impossible at least reaching out to them wouldn't be impossible them getting back to us in time will probably be impossible and number two books not on comiXology uh the publisher is not on comiXology so uh, for everybody who voted for forbidden surgery uh, surgeries of the hideous dr divinius uh i would say it's probably not gonna happen and that's an, and it's great that everybody is looking at a true indie comic 
Uh, I love yeah. seeing that because when we go into all the rest category, I think that's the point where uh, everybody's eyes who's listening kind of roll back in their head going, oh, if it's not one of the big publishers, I don't care. Um, uh, so, but I but I do, I, I like reviewing indie, indie comics. This is just not one that I think we have access to. So just kind of keep that in mind. If you want to go back and change your vote, uh, etc., feel free to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, cast your vote, and we will be back next week to review a comic. Maybe it'll be a comic you voted for. Plus, you'll also get to hear Matthew say, He was not so much a man of Lamar. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.